Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Community FC. We've got another episode of the Roundup Review coming for you, as always. It's going to be uh, episode 10 of season two, and it's going to be, well, probably the penultimate episode, if we're honest, for this season again, because we are one game weekend away. Obviously, there's some, some midweek matches, but one game week away from the 2022 season coming to a close, uh, which is sad times for some. Uh, not for us, we're looking forward to season being over and uh, starting afresh because uh, everybody has that buzz and, you know, we've always got that optimism and hope, which we love in football so much. But anyway, I uh, I, I wrap it on. So let me introduce you, my constant co-host always, Rich. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you, Aidan. Thanks for having me as always. Uh, absolute pleasure, mate. So again, we're not going to talk about anything crazy different uh, for the first few topics anyway than we have done the last few weeks. We're going to really quickly blast through the Prem uh, with some updates of what's happened in the last week. Um, then we've got a good news story and then a bad news story, uh, and then we'll, we'll finish with a, a spicy little special as well. So um, yeah, why don't you kick off, Rich? We'll start at the Prem. I'm happy to start top, bottom or middle. You choose. Oh, shall we start off in the middle? Go, Go a bit rogue. It. Go for it. Yeah. So um, I guess by middle, we're really talking top the four. Uh, top four, let's be honest. Um, and what has potentially been the biggest bottle I have ever seen <laughs> uh, in the Premier League. And now when I tell you that there's been a bottle, there's only two teams that spring to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Tottenham and Arsenal. Mm. Well, it was Arsenal who bottled it this time, and my God, what a bottling it's been. Six points clear of a game in hand, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think on the last episode, I did say that, you know, I wouldn't put it past Tottenham, the form they're in, to, to catch up. And and here we have it, sitting two points ahead of, uh, ahead of Arsenal. I just, I mean, as we said, we, we both said, we're like, on form, it totally makes sense for Spurs to do this, right? But they had North London derby, to, to, to make an impact and change that. And then they have another game. So this is a game that we'll get onto. So they played Newcastle and they just, yeah, bottled it again and they've lost 2 nil against Newcastle. Now, absolutely not taking anything away from Newcastle or Eddie Howe's side. Um, they have been in really good form recently and, you know, it wasn't an easy fixture to go to. But if you're looking for that top four, you have to win that game. And they put themselves in a really precarious situation because, yes, like everything we're going to talk about tonight, which is exciting, for, I think for the first time, well, I won't say ever because it probably definitely won't be, but for the first time in a long time, every single decider from the top four to the to the title and to the last relegation zone is going to come down to the last day of the season, which is, you know, very exciting. Um, but like, come on, like, what what are you doing there? You've had the momentum and you've had everything. You, even if you just managed to get a draw um, in the North London derby, you've put, you, you set yourself up in a much better situation. But yeah, they've just, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, I don't hate to say it because, you know, you're not my favourite team, Arsenal, but, you know, your fans are, you know, it, it, there's a majority, again, not all of you, there's a majority of you that bring this negativity on yourself and it's already started to happen again. Like, I don't know if you even saw, like, the Wenger meltdowns and everything again on Arteta. I just just can't believe it. I've never known a fan base to flip-flop so much on a manager. Literally, uh, you could just fast-forward through the season. At the start, it was Arteta out. Then Fair it enough. was, then yeah, and they they started terribly, and then you know they had a little 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 run of form, and then it was you know Arteta is amazing, he's absolutely brilliant, you sign him up, give him bloody lifetime. Mm-hmm. Then you go forward a few more weeks, Arteta out, and then again it's Arteta's amazing, and now we're back to Arteta out. Honestly, it's a it's a terrible job to take, to be honest, being an Arsenal manager because those fans are some of the most fickle fans that I that that I've heard. 
And I have to say, and yes, I'm putting this in for my own personal, like to get ever so slight pleasure out of something, which is a dire situation. But the best thing I saw, obviously there's a lot of memes, there's a lot of everything else going around at the moment. But my favourite thing is to give me some a tiny bit of solace as a United fan, when it was just like, it's like um, United having one of the worst seasons in notable history, Arsenal having one of their best seasons in notable history, both meeting in the middle, shaking hands at Europa League. <laughs> I was just like, classic. I was like, but it is, you know, we have had an awful season. United have been absolutely terrible and we're finishing what, you know, in a, in a really low position. And I think we've finished in, in the last 10 years, one position potentially lower. Um, but, you know, this is, you know, the three-year kind of Arteta plan. This is them getting that top four and it was that whole plan and it's backfired and they've now got Europa League football, which is absolutely not what they want. And this is, and Tottenham's last game is against Norwich. Mm-hmm. That's it's going to be a win, isn't it? Let's be honest. With Son's form and stuff like that as well, like he's he, exactly. as we say, he's going to be looking for that golden boot, isn't he? If Salah hasn't been on yeah. form and doing that, Son is going. Give me two goals. Give me two goals exactly. for that golden boot. Um, and Arsenal have got Everton, which is going to be a tough game because really Everton tough. is, you know, they're they're still in that in that relegation fight, so they're going to be looking to pick up points wherever they can. Um, so I just I, I think that's it for Arsenal now. I think they're going back to Thursday nights. I do. I think I think it's going to be Spurs. It's Spurs on the driving seat, and it is absolutely again. Both of them have been so up and down. You you can't call anything, and especially with this season of, of the Prem has been so crazy. But I, I, I am very much agreeing with you and going. I think uh, you know Spurs are going to do it, and then Arsenal are going to get what they want. Anyway, speaking of Everton, should we should we go down there? Yeah, let's take a trip down. So I think, Bottom sorry, I will let you crack on. I just want to say one thing before I started. So obviously this has been recorded for, for the audience on a, on Tuesday night on Europa League final night. We'll touch on that later. Um, so that midweek matches could decide the fate before the, the, the weekend comes. We're just setting that as a, a precedent to start off with. Now you, now you can go. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll start by saying, I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Who, who do you think is getting relegated? I still I, think it's that third spot. I still think it's Leeds. I, I think they've had, you know, we, we said this last week and I don't see, in fact, the situation got worse because they not only had the, the break of, uh, you know, leg break of Dallas, they had the injuries, everything else and the stupid challenge from Alien. Now they've lost Dan James as well from another red card. So I just don't see their situation getting any better. And, and I think it's them. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Final game against Brentford. In great, great form. And the comeback great form recently. at the moment. Yeah, they've, they've been playing really well. Uh, the, the other fact is as well that both Burnley and Everton have got a game in hand, which mm-hmm. is which is absolutely massive. Psychologically um, massive as well when you're looking yeah. at that table as a player. Like, yeah. This is it. This is it. Everton have got um, Palace and Arsenal. Uh, which, to be fair, that's two tough games for Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if Leeds manage to pick up a point against Brentford. Doable. But, Doable, yeah. but the goal difference is, is still awful. Yeah. Still awful. I mean, realistically, Leeds need need the win. Yeah. Um, Burnley, who have they got? They've got uh, Villa and Newcastle. Again, they're going to be tricky. Tough, tough games. It's really going to come down to it. I, I, I honestly think... think... I think this is bold, but I honestly think that Everton are now safe. I never thought I'd say that in the last few weeks, but I think it really is Burnley or Leeds and especially Burnley's fixtures, but I do think it would be Leeds. And I, I, again, not to have any people come after me, I hope it's Leeds uh, and I'd prefer Burnley to stay up personally. Yeah, with the injuries, with the suspensions, I just can't see them. 
But who knows? Yet. As we said, this has been such a crazy season. You could see a Burnley flip and you could see something happen or who yeah, knows. Anything, but... anything could happen, to be honest. Um, and it really is, though, those three clubs, it's going to be a, almost a flip of a coin. And you know I what think. would also be very exciting from a Leeds going down? That I'm not trying to rub it in anymore as a United fan or anything with that rivalry. Um <clears throat> It would make it a really interesting summer because there'll be such a fire sale at least. They're not going to keep hold of probably even if he's fit Bamford, they're definitely going to get rid of Phillips, definitely get rid of Rafina. Like there's there's people going out of that squad for sure. Yeah, I even the likes of Melia in goal. He's mm-hmm. he's fantastic, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of players going to be going. So, you know, it'll be exciting times for for Prem clubs and other clubs trying to get themselves good deals. Also, the fact I'm 99% sure there'll be release clauses in there with with a subclause in there about relegation. So they'll be able to go for even cheaper, I believe. Rafinha is courting several people at the moment off the books. And, you know, they're kind of, I think it's Barcelona and a few other people are waiting to see uh, which bid they need to put in, whether it's the real bid or the relegation bid. Um, so that'd be kind of exciting. I mean, I think we don't need to say much more on that one. That is what we think. We said it last week and we're sticking to our guns with this one. Um, so let's go to the top of the table. You want to kick it again? Yeah, I mean, say what you like about City, but they've certainly tried to keep this one spicy, haven't they? Mm. Um, dropping points. I mean, they were, it's, it's a big points to drop, really, because they, they, I think they would have stitched up the Premier League had they won that. Um, West Ham was always going to be a bit of a banana skin. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and they were, what, 2-0 up, weren't they, West Ham? So yeah. that was always a fight back. Um, but this is just a crazy season. Um, and I, I actually can't remember the last time a season has been this no. close. Not between not only, everyone as well. Yeah. Not only that as well, but just like, you've still got 20 points but, but in front of Chelsea at third, in third. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not it's not uncommon in the last few years to see one team run away with, yeah. with it, you know, over 100 points or whatever. But this season, what you've got is two teams that are neck on neck, 90 points and 89 points. That's outrageous. Yeah. Um, and I think it just shows you a little bit the golfing class between those two and oh, the rest of the league. 100%. Like, I haven't even got it down for notes to talk about, but obviously uh, we probably should mention it and link it into this to not, not mention. Obviously, FA Cup final, you know, with these two teams are, you know, the the, 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 the cream of the crop for the Premier League. I can say that as a United fan, they are, are far and above. They are five or six years away from United, potentially. Uh, you know, I'm very hopeful of Ten Hag coming in that we might in a couple of season challenge, you know, two or three down the line. But we're still going to take six years to get to the squad depth and everything that City or, or Liverpool have at the moment. And it's ridiculous. But, you know, to, to, to back up what you're saying, you know, these two teams have met how many times recently? And it's been like a draw every single time. It's always had to go to pens or extra time or all this kind of... And, you know, it's... Um, Every they're time. juggernauts. Yeah, they're, they're huge. They're just it's... juggernauts. And I will say, just slightly off topic here, mm. that, and I think really it typifies what's wrong with football at the moment. The fact that, so last night, Southampton uh, played Liverpool. Um, now, the whole narrative was obviously the fact that uh, Mane, Van Dyke, Salah, Trent were out for the mm-hmm. game. And making it sound like Liverpool's reserve team were out. <laughs> okay, let's just... That team that Liverpool fielded last night cost over 200 million. Yeah. That's more than our club was bought for, Yeah. by the way. That Le- shouldn't be allowed. It's levels, isn't it? That's the, yeah. This, this, like, this, this is why there needs to be a salary cap. Mm-hmm. Because when you've got teams like Liverpool and City, the worst for it, because City can play three first teams that are better than pretty much 
75% of the rest of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool, I will, again, don't like to defend them too much for obvious reasons. But again, they, they're actually not too bad on their way structure compared to a lot of people. But yeah, City are, you know, outrageous. But I do agree with you that I, I'm a firm believer in that. But yeah, in, in terms of just recruitment and stuff as well, you don't have the, the ridiculous amount of talent you have on both their benches. Um, so to say, oh, it's an easy fixture. No, it's not. Like, they're literally got, you know, when, like, here you go. Bobby Firmino is a bench player for Liverpool this season. Literally, like this is it. This is it. And Minamino, I I rated him so highly last season. He didn't get a, he didn't get a fair shot at Southampton. Mm-hmm. The games he did play, he looked great. He looked sharp. What he needed, I think, was a little bit more sort of muscle. That first season in the Premier League is always hard to adjust to, especially because I think he came from the uh, Austrian league, right? Uh, yeah, Germany. Uh, Sal- Sal- Salzburg. He came from. I oh think. yeah, probably was Salzburg actually. Um, yeah. You know, it's a very different league, a lot more physical. You need mm-hmm. to get a season under your belt before you can really start challenging. And look at what he's done. He's their top scorer in the cups this season. <laughs> um, and yeah, last night he he looked fantastic. And to have that on your bench, yeah, cry like he would be. He would be a first team, the first name on the team sheet at Southampton. Yeah, it's it's one of them, and it's you know. <laughs> I think people were expecting, um, again, yeah, obviously no no offence intended to Southampton, but obviously I think most people were expecting Liverpool to go, well, we're absolutely taking this the last game of the season, so we're expecting a, a win for them. But yeah, I, I did see a lot of Liverpool fans being like, oh, we're putting a, you know, putting a weak team. No, you're not. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, you haven't got shocking. lots of first team players starting. And I'm <laughs> calling you out, Steve Barrett. I am calling you out for your message last night. I think he's just giddy with what everything's happening this season. And uh yeah. Well, you know, let's not let's not dwell on that on that point. Absolutely. So anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the man hand. Obviously, yeah, City drew against West Ham. Fair play to West Ham, looking so good. Jared Bowen, I'm glad you're getting a good finish to the season as well. What a performance you've had all season. Won't go into players too much because I think once we do a season, uh, the, like the last episode of this season for another review, I think we're going to do a season kind of review and we'll talk about players and potentially who we'd pick for certain awards and all kind of fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and then Liverpool just did the Liverpool machine and kept it on going on. So um, obviously, if both teams win, then City will still win the league by one point. Um, and you know they have goal difference and they have everything else kind of going for the moment so a bit like the relegation stuff we talked about we think it's pretty much City's City's uh, title to lose uh, and and that's fairly realistic and I think most football fans would tell you the same thing but you know it keeps that narrative what's what's fun on uh, Sunday at four o'clock when everyone's watching matches you're going to be watching your match I'm going to be watching my match but every single match is going to have oh, this person's just scored. Oh, the title's now gone to this. And that's what's going to keep that such a fun and exciting day. Anyway, we will save that. There are predictions. Let's see if they come right next week. I am 95% confident um, of all of those happening the way they're going to happen. Um, so the next story um, I wanted to touch on um, was obviously, we're going to call it the good news story because um, it's definitely some good news. So um, we had on Monday uh, a very momentous occasion happen for uh, for, for football, especially for, for British football. Um, and we had um, a 17-year-old, um, we had um, Jack Downers who plays for Blackpool, 
um, come out um, as um, openly gay while he's still playing um, football, which is such a momentous thing. I think, uh, let me have a quick look at my notes here. I think I've got stats here. First professional in the UK men's game for more than 30 years to come out while still playing. Obviously, we've had lots of people come out after um, and for obvious reasons, they didn't want ridicule and, and you know backlash and stigma and everything like that's happened when they're playing, which is awful because they should never feel that pressure. Um, but it's a um, it's such a big thing. And, you know, I think Community FC were all about community and all about um, equality across everything so we are very happy um to see that and you know hopefully um again no pressure on people but hopefully more people follow suit because there definitely will be um a lot of um openly gay people uh, sorry not not openly gay uh, gay people in um the football league um from from all tiers and from the premier league down um and it's just trying to get them to feel comfortable enough and, and build a structure and safety around them to be openly gay um as they absolutely should be able to be so it's a uh, yeah really good news story on that one yeah, it's brilliant as well because, uh, and, you know, big round of applause for Blackpool um, from the articles that I've read uh, yeah. and the stories. They've been, you know, so supportive. They put in a great support structure mm-hmm. uh, for Jake. Um, and it was so nice to I see... Jack, didn't I? I said Jack, didn't Jake, Jack. Daniel, sorry. I was going to leave it, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know why. Everybody knows why. Anyway, Carol. Yeah. Um, it's because you like a drink, mate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Anyway, um, it was so nice to see uh, Blackpool, uh, their tweet got a lot of interactions from other clubs and a lot yeah. of clubs saying, you know, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, Jake, we support you. This is phenomenal what you're yeah. doing. And really, it could be a watershed moment, I think, for mm-hmm. uh, footballers um, and for maybe sport in general, because, you know, if you look at um, sport in a wider sense, there isn't there isn't that many openly gay athletes out there. Nope. Uh, and, and I get it because, you know, historically it's always been a, you know, a kind of, especially in, um, well, I'm talking specifically about men's sports here. It's always been a very, you know, macho, this is what we, this is how we are. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also looking more at football, it's not always been the, 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 the nicest place with the nicest attitudes, especially towards Absolutely. You know, some sections of fans. We still have problems with racism in football. Mm-hmm. We still have problems with racism in life. Um, but in, in football, especially, you still get this. So, you know, there's always going to be, it takes so much courage to stand up and do this because, Absolutely. you know, if, you know, if Jake Daniels has a successful career, you know, starts playing for, for big teams and he starts mm-hmm. going uh, away uh, on European cup nights, is yeah. he going to go to, some countries where that isn't, yeah, you know, uh, an, an acceptable thing mm-hmm. uh, according to their, um, to their, their to, to well, to their culture, yeah. Um, that's going to obviously pose an issue, um, and it's obviously something he's going to have to, he's going to thought about quite a lot. And I think that the the courage and bravery shown just to um to, to get out in front of this is, is phenomenal and honestly i i, I salute you sir because it's, it's it's great to hear yeah what i mean i mean what bravery f- to, to to be that person obviously we've had um and taking nothing away from them as well but there's been um you know big uh stories about non-professionals so very much down the english tier of, of people coming out openly gay which is brilliant it should be at all levels obviously this is going to get the most traction because it's in the, the the kind of professional game um you know blackpool is a decent level and um you know 17 years old jake has a you know, lots of time to make an impact and you never know where that career is going to take him, as you said, but there'll be trials and tribulations, unfortunately, to go. One thing I just want to touch on really quickly, um, it's, I see this as a good, but also at the same time, bad 
um, and I'll explain my argument in a minute, um, situation. So they've said that um, the LGBTQ plus charity Stonewall uh, and the English Premier, uh, English Football League, sorry, uh, were two organisations who worked with the Championship Club for many months before the announcement. Um, and they've said that um, they worked with it and wanted to make sure, uh, you know, he was listened to, Jake was listened to, uh, and he, you know, presented the right way and make sure everything was done to, to allow Jake to flourish, which is brilliant. And that's what I like to hear. And, and they, they basically said they wanted to be able to create a template, um, you know, for this situation uh, and see what happens. Now, the reason I say this is great is because obviously they've taken his thoughts and his feelings and everything into account and they've let him do it the way he wanted to. Um, and I understand that sometimes these things take time to do. Now, the only negative side I had for it, and it's 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 not a negative on the situation, I just think it's a negative around how it comes about, is why do we have to create a template? Do you know what I mean? Why do we have to take months and months and months for him to say this? And that's that's a question to society, not to, I understand from a footballing and logistical reason why, but I just, that, you know, it's, it's the negative on it is we shouldn't have to make a template for somebody to come out and say, you know, how they feel um, about other people. And, and, and that's just, you know, a, a slightly negative spin on it, but it's just something to point out that we have this incredible uh, news story for Jake, but it just shows you how far we've got to go on, on matters such as that. I was just thought it was an interesting um, point. Do you have anything else to kind of add on this story or should we move on? No, I think, I mean, I think we've said it all, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's really it's obviously not my place to uh, to to comment on this. Um, I'm a straight white man, so mm -hmm. realistically, um, I I don't know the troubles yeah. that he has faced and that he and will face. Will, because unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. This is it. You know, all I can say is that I am. You know, I support him fully, uh, as as do everyone here at Community FC. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. you know, absolutely fantastic. Um, and that yeah. negativity. Um, well, I say negativity that 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 need to kind of um get a pr response mm -hmm. i think leads us quite nicely into yes i do the 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 bad news story that unfortunately we're gonna have to share yeah um yeah so i mean yeah you, you can kick off as you've, you've segued there yeah um so as, as i guess a lot of people have seen coming pretty much the day after uh jake's uh news was shared mm -hmm. uh, we had uh idrissa uh, Idrissa Gay from uh, PSG yeah. refused to play uh, in in a rainbow shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, the rainbow symbol on the PSG shirt. Yeah, which was uh, the club were wearing to support a uh, like tackling homophobia and discrimination, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, not what what you want to see. Um, I believe he justified this by saying it's not part of his religion. Yes. Um, however, uh, he has he has worn shirts yes. with betting sponsors on and alcohol sponsors and alcohol sponsors. Yeah, which also isn't part of his religion. So, yeah, yeah. It's um, again, it's a really awkward territory to step on here. We're not trying to tell people um, that they're not allowed to do anything in terms of religion. Obviously, you are your own person and can make those. Uh, you know, make make you know support what you want and believe in what you want but you shouldn't you know in your own personal time you're not allowed to discriminate against someone and that's exactly what you're doing um by doing that you know the the issue is so um yeah it's gay um obviously follows um uh, muslim the, the muslim religion and um that yeah yeah sorry yeah islam and and he said that um yeah so i was reading my notes all go around there so um 
but what they've said is obviously um in their religion yes that it's very frowned upon for um alcohol and obviously you know there is some muslims that do drink alcohol and you know you know some of it's seen as a, a great one but some of it's seen as a very hard hard pass and the same as betting um is, is seen as exactly the same there they're absolutely huge no-nos and obviously i believe it was at the same club that he wore both which was when he was at everton um they had both an alcohol sponsor and a, and a betting sponsor on the front of um the shirt and the problem is is that it sets the the message in even more that he's picking and choosing because he would have openly publicly gone against it at the time if he felt so strongly against these other two but it's because it's against um lgbtq um plus community or the you know uh the, the gay community in general or, or just discrimination against anything whether that's you know the trans community etc that was what the, the rainbow shirt was to to represent all of these communities that are being discriminated against um and it's it's just it's outrageous to see and you know there's lots of articles i've written a lot of um stuff down from different notes and stuff but basically people are there's different um boards which are looking into it some of them are looking for open apology some of them are saying that there should be further impact because he is actually openly discriminating by not doing that um and it's a a totally um you know true thing that he has done um obviously I don't think he's put too much of a statement out against it, but that seems to be the reason why. And from uh, Pochettino's comments, it was personal reasons. But the problem is it's now escalated further, which I hadn't seen, which is a real shame because um, especially one of the players we're about to talk about, I used to have a lot of respect for um, until this has happened. And if this is true about how they're supporting it. So um, we've had Crystal Palace's Coyote, um, and we've had Watford's um, Ismaili Saar, who I really like Saar. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, and I think he'll get a big move at some point to a team. Um, are just what uh, some of many that there's going to be much more. We're not going to, you know, I don't have time to talk about them. And political leaders um, from Senegal and, and everything like that have all come out and basically backed him and said, you know, he's absolutely right to do this um, and shown their support for him, um, you know, saying like, um, I can't remember which footballer it was in this particular one. I think it was Saar that posted the comment below being like with three heart emojis going 100% on his caption when he's talked about his reasons why or his story. And, and Kiyate said something like, that's a real man, a stand of you or something. Yeah. And I just, yeah. it's it's comments like that that we absolutely don't want to see. The, the, the act itself is hurtful and discriminatory against, you know, you know what, what, it, what the, the, the rainbow campaign at the PSG kit was exactly designed to go against views like this. Um, and one of their own players has literally publicly come out and gone, nah, um, I'm not playing, I'm not wearing that, which I think is crazy. And what's interestingly is um, at a news press conference on Wednesday, um, Patrick Vieira came out and said, um, if a player, um, if his player had posted um, in relation to a Jusquare, he would speak to them. Um, and it's going to be, he said, it's going to be an in-house conversation. I mean, I don't think there's much more we can say in that particular thing, but I applaud Patrick Vieira for commenting on it and saying that if, he, if you know, he's going to talk to that player, um, if it's deemed that that was linked in that particular reason. So, sorry, I've, I've, I've rambled on a bit. Have you got anything kind of to jump in on? No, I mean, not really. I think uh, all I can say is it's an absolute deplorable act. Um, I don't think it's 2022. Like there's no reason for this. It doesn't hurt you. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, it's got no impact or no bearing on your life. Um, it's utterly barbaric that people still have this opinion. Uh, and, and I can't really understand why in this day and age it's yep. okay. 
uh, and honestly, I hope there's there, there is big sanctions. Um, yeah, I and do. if if it is true that Kuyate and I think uh, uh, Mendy uh, from Leicester as well is another name that's been brought up in support of it, and uh, and and obviously Saar. Honestly, I hope they get some sanctions because yeah. you know, yeah, they haven't been. They're not the ones refusing to do it, but guess what? Supporting that it makes you openly makes supporting you as, discriminatory yeah. behaviour. Yeah, exactly. It makes you it makes you as bad. Uh, and to be honest, I think you know if it's good that Vieira came out, but I would like to see him be a bit firmer and yeah. condemn it and say, yeah. actually, do you know what? We're, we're not accepting this. Yeah, I uh, just because think... really, oh, if we want more people like Jake Daniels playing football mm-hmm. in England across the world, then we've got to have less people like Idrissa Gay, who is is just honestly. A, a barbarian and the, the the biggest you know thing that i have um is it, on this is we we have fighting so many campaigns at the moment to end certain things you know um so at the moment obviously we still have the uh take the knee for, for racism which i'm absolutely glad um is, is still happening and they've said it, it does link into other aspects now is what they're trying to kind of push the campaign to to kind of do this the, you know the rainbow campaign and other bits under the umbrella of it as well but you know it, you see, you know, every every player take a knee for that, and I'm sure he'd probably take a knee for that because it's, you know, um, against, you know, racism and that kind of stuff. And I just think it's a, such a horrible thing to see, and it needs to stop. Like again, we, we've come back to this so many times. <laughs> we are all humans, and people need to stop being discriminatory against each other for ridiculous reasons, and they need to let everyone uh, be who they want to be and live their own lives without bringing harm to other you know what 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 has um you know what have have any of that you know that sorry those community done done to the players probably nothing they've just because of where they've grown up or religions or all sorts of stuff they they have views that they don't um you know that they wish to air and when they also publicly air them so much with such power being influencers and celebrities that they are in terms of being a high profile footballer that can have some really damaging effects and um, the last thing i just wanted to kind of mention on this subject before we quickly run on to the last uh segment was um in terms of the media as well the media and everybody around it loves a bad news story they love promoting the uh you know atrocities that happen and and things like this what i want to say today uh, for anybody listening to community fc you know our views uh, very well we are very supportive um of a kind of every every community and um you know everything in the in, in the world like that i think what i'm trying to say is uh, <laughs> rambling on a bit what i'm trying to say is um prom- you know if there's one story you're going to talk about or you're going to promote on socials or you're going to do that kind of stuff promote the jake daniel story don't promote this story because I thought it was shocking today. And I know that there's more that's come out on it today, but for example, on the BBC, if you go onto their sports page, this is at the top of the page. Jake Daniel's story isn't even on the main page anymore. There is a different story about it right at the bottom and it's already been pushed and it's, it's next day's news. So let's keep the good, let's keep the good news story going and let's, uh, you know, stand up to the, this kind of discriminatory behavior. As simple as. Right. Um, We'll get off that heavy subject and it was just a really quick special at the end here so in about 25 minutes the europa league final is about to happen uh between frankfurt and rangers so i was going to ask do you have uh any any insight or what would your prediction be or would you have a personal team that you wish to win well i'll be honest with you i don't know 
anything. I haven't watched any of the Europa League this season, um, other than catching a bit when the Premier League teams are involved in it. Um, what I will say, though, it'll be uh, I'll be cheering on Rangers tonight purely mm-hmm. for Stephen Davis, who is an absolute legend at Southampton uh, and honestly one of the best servants we had at the club. Yeah, massively underrated. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be cheering on Rangers purely because of him. Uh, it'll be nice, I think, that the story of Rangers. It'll be nice for them to come back. You know, from where they were a decade ago to where they are now is it, it's huge. Yeah, uh, and it's taken a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and yeah, to get to Europa League finals, absolutely massive, and and honestly, they deserve it. So yeah, um, yeah, they'll be rooting for for Rangers here. Do I have a score prediction? Oh, again, I know nothing about these two teams, really. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to take a shot in the dark, yeah, let's go for 2-1. Yeah. Bit spicy, 1-1, Rangers to, to score nice. in the in, in the, between 80 and 90 minutes, I reckon. There you go. That's Heard it here first. Uh, again, my knowledge on them is not crazy much, but I've kind of looked at the the recent form of them. Um, I you know I hear about Rangers a lot more because of um, one of our community FC team, Jamie. Um, his dad is a Rangers fan, um, a massive Rangers fan, and you know so we hear lots of it through that. So um, for that, and also for for extended family reasons, I would also like to see Rangers um, take the win. Um, I was thinking two one or three one, so I'll go three one uh, just because. Um, you've picked it and, and why not? Uh, and on recent form, um, I think I'm correct in saying Frankfurt have had four draws recently and Rangers have had four wins out of six. So not too bad. I think they've had a draw and a loss as well. So yeah, we will see, but some interesting football tonight. Um, obviously there's midweek matches happening for the Prem anyway to decide lots of stuff. Um, but that has really been it. So if you have been liking this, don't forget to hit that like button, um, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you want to be notified every time we go live, uh, especially over the summer period because there might not be as regular, but we've got some different content planned coming for you including um you know transfer talks you know we're going to be talking about um lots of different stuff uh where we think predictions for the, the season coming up uh, and then we're going to have a, a new fun series i won't go into it too much now a new fun series planned uh, which will definitely kick off over summer to keep us all going uh while the footy is uh gonna take a break for a bit but you know we say that but pre-season kicks off really quick anyway so, um, and don't forget, if you're a Spotify user, um, give us a five-star rating uh, and follow us on Spotify if that is your preferred medium of choice. Um, but as always, I just want to say a, a big thanks to you, Rich, for coming on and chatting football with me. Thanks for having me as always, mate. It's always a pleasure, never a chill. And we will strap in, because for both of us, Sunday is our last game, uh, for a very, very super Sunday. We're going to see the title decided. We're going to see top four decided. And we are going to see that final relegation spot decided. So I hope everyone has Sunday off to be able to enjoy that all. Watch your own team. Keep up with the crazy scores. uh, Enjoy it. And we will catch you when we know the results. Thanks very much, everyone.